Uh, good morning, Bill. How are you? Hi, uh, good. How you doing? Uh, sorry, do- sorry, I ran a few minutes late this morning. Oh, it's okay, Bill. No problem at all. Um, tough night Saturday night. I was interested to uh, what your special teams captain, Matthew Slater, said after the game, saying that that loss could potentially be a good wake-up wake up call for the team. Uh, do you share his sentiments? Uh, well, I think we, we learn from every game. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can learn from the wins, learn from the losses, learn from each game, and, and improve. And so we certainly need to do that. That wasn't, wasn't good enough to win Saturday night. Bill, Max said that you guys kind of had a bad week of practice, and you've always talked about the importance of practice. What were some of the things that maybe you saw in practice that might have led into the game on Saturday night? Uh, just execution, concentration, just things that we just didn't didn't do well enough. Um, I mean, it wasn't one thing or one person or whatever. Just you know, general level of execution and practice. Bill, now that you had yesterday to look over film uh, as you prepare for the Bills game, is there anything from that game that you can take as as maybe a learning lesson for the team going uh, through practices this week? Take from what game? From the game on Saturday night after watching film yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, there's obviously a lot of things that we, we need to do better. We need to be more consistent at, and and we'll work. We'll work to do those. We'll work on them in practice and and go over them, you know, with the team and you know make sure we all understand what we need to do and then hopefully go out there and and do it better. Bill, when you when you think of this game and I know it's obviously you try to learn from it and then you ultimately move on. I, I think the biggest thing, at least that I would take away from it as a player, is knowing that hey, uh, the importance of the loss now prepares us for a very good game coming up against the Buffalo Bills team. And now, like you said, it's all about the focus and not making some of those same mistakes. Did the message, that message has been told to those players in that, in your locker room. Um, What are some of the things that, you know, knowing the Buffalo Bills that you guys have to make sure that you really stay focused on against them coming up Sunday? Well, I mean, it's, it's the usual things. I don't think it's, you know, anything we haven't talked about all year, it's not turning the ball over. It's not giving up big plays on defense. It's ball handling and field position in the kicking game. It's going forward on offense. And we, had, we had a negative play in every drive offensively except for one. So, you know, I mean, it's, I don't think it's anything that's, we don't talk about every week. We just didn't do a very good job of it. So hopefully we can, like I said, improve on that and and fix those things. Bill, you gave a lot of praise uh, to Josh Allen after the wild weather game a few weeks ago. Uh, weather looks clear for Sunday at the moment. Uh, when you look at him in that type of setting, what type of challenges will he present uh, to your defense? Yeah, he's, well, I mean, you could see in in the Tampa game and how many quarterback runs they called, and you know how involved he was in the game plan. I mean, you know, he's he can make throws on time and in the pocket. He can extend plays with his legs, and he can extend plays with his legs and run and 
extend them and throw. Um, they use them in the running game, uh, in the quarterback running game. So they already like have a built-in wildcat package just with him as the quarterback. So he, he can attack in a lot of different ways, and he's very difficult to defend. Hard guy to tackle, even if you have it played right or sort of have him contained on the, you know, in a scramble or on a quarterback running situation. I mean, still getting him on the ground is, you know, that's a problem too. So, yeah, he's a, he's a tough guy to handle. Uh, we're joined by Bill Belichick on the Harbor One hotline. And uh, I, I saw this over the weekend, Bill. I found it amazing. Mike Reese noted in his story at ESPN.com that this Sunday marks your 800th game as a coach in the NFL, spanning 47 years. Obviously, you were just in Indy. Uh, you know, with you started your career with the Baltimore Colts, uh, Ted Marchabrota. What were your goals then? Have they evolved over time? And are you as stunned as I am to read that you've been a part of that many NFL games? Uh, yeah, it's a little. Yeah, you know, when you think about it in that perspective, it's you know, it's it's a lot. Um, you know, I think my my goal in 1975 was not not a whole lot different than it is this year. It was to do whatever I could to help the team in whatever role I was asked to do it in. And Coach Marchabrota gave me a you know an opportunity, and I had responsibilities in certain areas when we started, and then over the course of the year, some of those responsibilities changed. Um, a lot of them didn't, but. Um, and I tried to do the best I could to help the team, you know, whatever I was asked to do. And um, you know, however many years later, I have certain responsibilities, and I try to do the best that I can for the team in those areas. Count on a lot of other people to to help and and you know do the best that they can in the in the jobs and the responsibilities that they have, and then ultimately as a team put it all together and and try to outperform our opponents, you know, on game day. So the roles have changed, but my philosophy hasn't changed. Bill, when you look at every game, every game has its kind of own little, you know, nuances as as the game goes about. You know, what are some of the things, like, in the game against the Colts, like game plan-wise changes – when you when you get down fourteen points, or you know when you look at that uh, that game, how does your game plan change uh, as a coach when you kind of dig yourself a little bit of a hole? Well, I don't think it changes too much until you get to the point in the game where <laughs> you know you just don't have enough possessions left to overcome the deficit. Um, or you're right on that line where you, you know, you're right on the edge of you might not have enough possessions left to overcome the deficit. So that's where things, you know, really change the most. But uh, you know, being down fourteen nothing, that I think at that point you just realize that, you know, defensively, especially in a game like that, you a lot of your third down and passing game calls and all that would be minimized, uh, you know, until the, the score of the game shifted. Um, and so you just, you know, spend more time, I would say, talking about, um, 
you know, early down plays or, you know, ball possession plays and, and that type of thing. And, and so that's, that's really what we did. And, you know, we knew we were going to have to face more of those kind of plays, more runs, more, um, you know, possession type passes and kind of, you know, gear. I mean, we're going to, we were going to have to face those anyway. It's just the volume was going to increase um, versus, you know, a situation where the score had been reversed, you know, like it was in Cleveland and, and it became more of a, you know, a passing, you know, a passing game. And, and so, uh, I, you know, I don't think there was, it wasn't like that we saw a lot of things we weren't prepared for defensively. Um, but the, the volume and, and the way the game played out was not balanced. It was, you know, obviously more running and, and ball possession type plays. And again, that can go the other way when the score changed. Offensively, we tried to continue to stay out of long yardage and, and make positive plays and not turn the ball over. And, you know, we just weren't able to consistently do that. And that, that hurt us. We moved the ball, but it hurt us in the red area. The negative plays hurt us in the red area. Um, you know, creating longer yardage situations on penalties and, you know, that came up multiple times. Um, so it's just it's hard to score in the red area as it is, and then when you you go backwards with pre-snap penalties and things like that, then it just so those are I mean those are the kind of things we we really talked about during the game. Again, defensively, you know they they mixed it up a little bit like they usually do. Nothing that was again I would say that we hadn't seen before, but. We didn't do a good enough job of handling it, and we didn't do a good enough job of consistently staying out of long yardage situations, which they're hard to convert against anybody, but certainly hard against the Colts. Well, I, I know it's hard to find the positives when you when you lose a tough game like that, but you know how'd you feel? Your team was able to 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 fight back, put yourself in a position where you're able to get the game back within one score. I mean, can you take anything away from that? Yeah, but I, that's what. Sure, I mean, I yeah, I I give our team credit for that, of course, but it's not good enough, and and I don't think anybody's satisfied with that, and that's that's what I would hope we would do anyway, regardless of what the score was. So, and we just have to collectively coach better, play better. Wasn't really good enough by anyone on any level. So, collectively, we have to find a way to do a better job. It's time for your ship station, get ship done. Question of the week. Make this holiday season a little brighter with code COCO for a free 60-day trial on shipstation.com. Bill, with the COVID cases rising uh, across, you know, every every league and across the country as a whole, we talked to Devin McCordy on Friday about it, and he said, you know, as a team, we have to put the team first. We have to maybe change things that we that we were doing in the past. How proud are you of of this group and, and how they've been able to handle the stress, the added stress uh, that 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 COVID has presented to them once again? Well, yeah, I think that the team has done a a good job of, you know, making good decisions and and trying to stay healthy, you know, in in that that challenge that we you know we're all facing. But it's really, um, 
you know, it's a problem that's not going away. And so whatever we did last month or last week or, or yesterday, um, you know, can all, all get washed away pretty quickly. Um, and again, with, with some of the, you know, the league protocols and so forth, things they've done, I mean, that's, that's really changed dramatically since Thursday to Friday to Saturday, you know, and now here we are Monday and we don't really know whether at this point, you know, this is all supposed to end after today, but exactly what it's going to go to, I don't think we know or it may get extended. Um, testing rules have been changed and so forth. And then, you know, of course, all of us are around other people outside the building, Um you know, families and, and, you know, kids and, you know, whatever the family dynamics are, the household dynamics are, and then those those people are all out in the world in their lives and, and then it all comes together at some point. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of potential for, you know, interaction and transmission. And so, you know, we all have to just be as diligent, you know, as we can and, it's you know it's challenging, but it's the same for all the other 31 teams, and you know, so we'll just we're, we're trying to do the best that we can. But it's it's a very much of an ongoing situation. We can't you know look back at what did or didn't happen in October or November. We've got to deal with today, tomorrow, um, and and each day, and that's you know, that's really the responsibility for all of us. And that that's very challenging. But again, all teams are dealing with it, so it's just you know, one of the things that's a dynamic of this season that you know we all have to work through. Bill, last one for me. Uh, in the game, you see there's this whole new analytics thing. You know, you see Frank Wright going for it on fourth and one. Seems like almost every time. And you had a guy, you guys had a situation where you had it at uh, I believe it was maybe third and goal from the one or the two yard line. You get the false start, and you ultimately have to go back a little bit, and you decide to kick a field goal. Can you take us into your thought process a little bit? What makes you go, okay, we're going to kick a field goal in this situation rather than try to go for it uh, uh, and try to ultimately score a touchdown? Well, I think it's all those things. It's you know the score, the situation in the game, what the distance is, what – how could you feel about what you you would be doing? How you know how sure you are about what you're going to get from your opponent, and you know so. I mean, we we didn't convert on a fourth and one, um, so you know it's, again it's just it really each situation's a little bit different. It it really depends on again score, time, field position, um, you know play. I mean. The three that the Colts converted that, you know, were all quarterback sneaks. They were all, you know, fourth and less than one. And we were close on the first one and not as close, but sort of close on the third one. The second one, we, you know, we gained a couple of yards. So, I mean, we just have to you know, defend that situation better. But it's, you know, going for it on fourth and a few inches or fourth and a foot is a little different than fourth and two. And uh, But, again, not saying you can't make any of them or not make any of them. It's just, again, 
how you feel about all the things that are related to that. Each situation is different. You know, I try to make the best decision that I can for the team. That's really what I'll continue to do. But there's you know, there's a lot of factors that that you know get get considered until uh, it's a point where you just you know you have no choice. It's it's a four down situation. Mm-hmm. Period. So then that that declares itself. But you know the other ones, there's some degree of looking at your options, trying to take the best one. All right, Bill, thanks for your time. You, quickly, you mentioned fourth and two. Is there any doubt in your mind that Falk was at the 30-yard line and he gained the two yards in 2009? In 2009. The last loss to the Colts came in the uh, 2009 where you went for it on fourth and two from your 28 against Peyton Manning. And the the, the big play that everybody always talks about is your fourth and two. Uh, he, he was pushed yeah. back after making the line to gain, in my opinion, but... Yeah, well, it's a close call, but you know, again, it it doesn't really matter what you think or what I think. This is it's, the officials have the call, and we live with it. You know, there were a lot of plays in that game that could have, had they been coached or played differently, better, could have helped us. But um, yeah, that one didn't work out. Unfortunately, no. All right, Bill. Well, I hope you. And your family have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for your time this morning. Merry Christmas. All right. Okay, thank you. Same to you and all the listeners. Talk to you next week. All right. There's Bill Belichick.